Welcome to the Postpartum Wow, the show where moms share their raw, unfiltered postpartum moments. I'm your host, Sarah Allen, and I'm a first-time mom who was completely broadsided by postpartum depression and anxiety. I'm here to show the not-so-pretty side of becoming a parent, and I hope you hear something that resonates with you because, let's be honest, the postpartum experience is nothing like we imagined. But along with the struggles come glimpses of hope. So buckle up and hold on tight, and let's get to it. Welcome back, friends. Postpartum wow. I think it comes as no surprise that I've been on a little bit of a hiatus. Um, But I'm back, and I might get into some of the details on why that is, but I'm here with my husband again, Jacob. Say hi. Salway. What language is that again? Latin. Ah, it shows what I know. Um, this episode, we're coming back with um, kind of a status report, maybe? Damage report. Damage report. Okay, I can I can go with that. Um, kind of our experience now that we've been parents for one year, um, one year follow-up type deal. A little over a year, actually, because... Diana's first birthday was back in March, and this is about what middle of May. So it's actually Mother's Day day that we're recording this. So happy Mother's Day to anybody listening. Yeah, yeah. This was the first. I can honestly say this is. I consider this more my first Mother's Day because it was one I actually remember. Because truth be told, my first Mother's Day, I was still very sleep deprived very much in the throes of postpartum. And I couldn't tell you what I did that day. I remember feeling, because I think, yeah, I think I was full-blown into postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. And I don't remember what I did that day. I do remember feeling very sad, very disappointed in myself with how everything was going and, not feeling like I was cut out for motherhood. So uh, technically that was my first Mother's Day, but do I remember it? No, (laughs) I think I blocked it out for that reason. But this one was good, I thought. Um, I honestly don't remember much of March, April, or probably even into May. I think it was late May when we got events that I've done, I looked at memories and pictures and was like, oh, I kind of remember that. But yeah, those first few months, I really don't remember a whole lot of details. Yeah. And I'm to the point now where I've, I think I've blocked them out intentionally um, as like a survival tactic, but you know, you do what you got to do to get past all of that. But as far as how's it going now, um, I would say that Things that have improved are definitely, well, sleep, for one. (laughs) She started sleeping. We got with a sleep coach. I think it was July. She's about four months old when she, yeah. And so, and the only reason that we got a sleep coach was because our pediatrician, I think it was her three-month appointment, three- or four-month appointment, she looked at us and was just like, yeah, I'm referring you guys to a sleep coach. Didn't know that was a thing. Didn't even know that was an option. But yeah, we were able to work with her and she got us into a good routine of what daytime sleep should look like for her and a bedtime routine and 
she fell into that fairly quickly, I thought. I don't know if you remember when yeah, we first started that. I remember having some problems. Um, but yeah, it was relatively easy to get her on the schedule when we tried. When we finally actually did, yeah, try. I remember we talked about it a little bit, trying to do some sleep scheduling. And um, I remember you weren't entirely sure she was ready for it until the sleep coach said, yeah, we can we can do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think she she very much knew the predicament we were in. She saw how very little sleep I was getting and really both of us, but was very was very aware of the environment and that okay we need to we need to start going in this direction which any direction i think at that point would have been beneficial and it wasn't so much schedule it was more of like hey let's routine let's establish a routine and i didn't fully understand this but i guess infants thrive on routine yeah and like i said yeah we had a couple of days where implementing was a bit dramatic but we kind of knew that was going to happen but it seemed like once she got it she got it mm -hmm. and it was just a matter of us sticking to it so that's improved um eating definitely improved she took to solids very well i thought don't you think yeah she definitely took on um going to the you know bottle to pouches pouches to bits of solid now she's just you know eating right away i still think she has a hard time um not necessarily eating them but remembering it's not a game um and yeah i think at this point she's almost 14 months and eating in general she does very well with but yeah i think she's still very much of oh this is just a, another game <laughs> which to be fair it's how she's learning yeah there's nothing wrong with that but it's it, she just kind of goes nuts at times with the game gaming aspect of having fun and then you know the children uh have to cough or uh especially when we're still getting her pouch or anything using a spoon and she's yeah and then just goes everywhere because <laughs> you got a big big mouth full of you know pouch or whatever goo and suddenly it's all over her and over her face yeah, and on you, your face and you, all over your work shirt you and everywhere to, else. You come to find out that, okay, how much of this did she actually learn by how messy things got? Yeah, I'm going to say it's like, honey, I know you're having fun and I'm glad you're having fun. The goal is for you to eat at least the majority of this, ideally. And I, I think she does. I mean, every every pediatrician appointment we've had, she's perfectly normal on height and weight she's yeah she's well yes she's short but we're short so that's not an abnormality here um but no she's definitely eating what she should i think she's a very good eater um she is officially off bottles that was that was hard on her i think yeah we got a letter of protest from her yeah <laughs> and heard from her attorney an official complaint yeah yeah, and you could tell it was very much an emotional attachment. It wasn't so much a need for nutrition anymore. Um, but I think she was only upset about it for, what, a couple of days? Well, we also were smart and phased it out. Where That's true, she was did. getting one, 
you know, very frequently we phase it out to just she'd get one when she woke up and then right before bed. And then that phase to just one when she got up in the morning and uh, maybe one at night with at her after uh, nap instead of a bottle. She got a little bit of yogurt and she fussed about that for a little while, but it accepted the yogurt because, hey, this this tastes good. And, it's, you know, it's kind of the same thing. And then we got rid of the right before bed at night bottle and finally when the formula ran out that was end of it for in the morning and she definitely noticed it was gone but she'd already been going down the path of okay not getting a bottle when she woke up and so we replaced it with yogurt and she's just fine with that she is still very much opposed to anything happening before she has her yogurt in the morning she probably looks a lot like me before my first cup of coffee in the morning um and will very much voice her complaints if you try to do anything with her after you get her up without <laughs> giving her some yogurt. Yeah, I and it's funny because I wasn't so sure about yogurt. Thankfully, this child does not seem to have a dairy intolerance, which I feel like I'd be up the creek if that was the case. But no, she seems to tolerate dairy very well. But yeah, the pediatrician was like, just yes, yeah, give her some kind of dairy substitute and see. Well, not a dairy substitute, but a substitute for the bottles in some form of dairy. Um, and that seems to have worked for us. So, but yeah, I cleaned all the bottles one day and just put them away. So they're out of sight, out of mind. And I think that helped as well. So, but yeah, uh, I think another thing that's improved for her too is a independent play. I don't know if you've noticed that where if she's in her play yard or she's, uh, she's not fully walking yet. She's taken a few steps, but, um, if she's in four or five on her own, yeah. But like, if she's in her own environment and knows the area enough to play by herself, she will. Yeah, no, she's she's really good about it. Um, sitting in her play yard area, and we'll just play on her own. Um, it's actually interesting is that she kind of does what I do. I do, um, where she seems to like to have songs for littles or Bluey or whatever her her you know show as we're playing but she'll get bored with watching it and she'll actually just start playing with it in the background and occasionally pay attention if they do a song or something that interests her but she's just she's not really interested in it she was she's playing with her toys she's playing with whatever um and that's that's something i do where i'll turn something on and i'll listen to it more than watch it while i'm working on something else it's interesting to see she's kind of doing the same behavior but she yeah she is definitely getting very good at playing on her own you don't have to be in the same room all the time with her at all times. They're right there with her bolted, uh, have her bolted to your hip like, you know, a year ago. Yeah. And I think that's that's definitely something I, I didn't see. I had a hard time picturing it. Like when you're in the throes of, of that, when they're newborn and they're attached to you 24-7 or are in constant need of human contact. You have a hard time thinking that, hey, it's not always going to be like this. At some point, they are going to be capable of playing on their own and entertaining themselves. And, of course, if I'd have had someone sitting next to me when I was the throes of that telling me that, I'd probably be like, yeah, 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 whatever. I wouldn't be able to, to hear it at that time. Yeah, it, it's just like the I talked about last time. Um, you know, it, it does get better type thing. And yes, it does get better, but you don't, you don't see it happening. And when you're in your throes of it, it's just, oh my goodness, it, it's hard to see the way out. 
Whereas, okay, yeah, it does get better. And she is going to she is going to grow. She's going to change. It's not going to be that constant level at all times. And sometimes you're going to you're going to find yourself missing some of the stuff she's moved on with, like the bottle. I liked giving her a bottle when she woke up for a nap, something simple and easy. Set her on on my lap and she has the bottle. She wakes up. And then I could sit there with a cup of coffee and have my cup of coffee while she's having her morning bottle. And it it worked out, but she's moved on from that. I will say in the morning, she seems to be in the happiest of moods Mm -hmm. throughout the day. So our mornings now is she'll get up, she'll have a little bit of yogurt or whatever, but then she's fine to kind of play by herself in the play yard with her toys and that allows us to get up, get a cup of coffee, get, kind of get around or whatever. Um, and she does great with that. I've noticed, which mm-hmm. is super helpful. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny that we've always referred to my morning routine of getting up, getting a cup of coffee, checking online to see what's happening in the world and do, uh, check some forums. And she's got the morning routine while I'm doing this now that she plays in her play yard for a little bit, watches, uh, whichever kids program we turn on for a bit, and then eventually she gets bored and starts playing on her own. So it's yeah, interesting that we've both developed our own morning routines. Yeah, that's probably a, a, a that's one of the neat things I think about parenthood that I didn't expect was when they start to show personality traits that you recognize whether they're your own or your spouse's (laughs) and i would say the whole morning routine thing is definitely you i mean do i have one yeah but i i'm not as committed to it i guess (laughs) but yeah that's kind of cool um actually you want to tell them the funny thing about the way they look at her now when she plays with the robot vacuum (laughs) yeah i don't remember if that's ever come up before, but yeah, we have a little Roomba type robot vacuum, totally different brand. I have no idea what it is. Um, well, Diana has decided this is jolly good fun to chase this thing and she'll sh- crawl over there, slap it until it turns on and then it'll start going and she tries to tackle it. Well, the cats are all naturally terrified of her and terrified of the robot vacuum because it's a vacuum and cats hate vacuums. So when they see her go over there, wake it up, and then proceed to attack it, they're sitting there staring at her like, oh my god, she's <laughs> she, she hunts the monster. <laughs> and yeah, I've seen them with big eyes just staring at her as she's going after it, having you know jolly good time going after the robot vacuum. And then when she turns around to go after them, they just take off running, which she has now learned means, oh, hey, play. And so she'll now chase the cats around the house. And that's probably one of her favorite things to do. I think that's probably her big motivator to learn how to walk (laughs) is because she can chase one of the cats. Uh, Mm. So, yeah, it's the more she grows. This is what I tell people now. The older she gets, the more... I like parenting. Yeah. I don't, and maybe that's just who we are because I've had other m- parents tell me they're like, well, s- some parents prefer the newborn stage, others not so much. And I think it's been concluded that we did not like the newborn stage. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think we are embracing this stage much more 
than than we ever did in the beginning. But it was also our first kid. Now, if we were to ever do this again, I'm sure it would be a completely different experience. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I I feel like things are so much better now. <laughs> um, and that's kind of my my next segue into some things that I think still need work. You can you can agree or disagree or just voice your own opinion, but. Um, for me, especially, I think it's gotten better, but I still need to work on my patience, patience and understanding that she's a child. She's now a toddler. Mm-hmm. She's going to behave like a toddler. So on the days where I have something planned, like, okay, today I plan to finish the mountains of laundry. And of course, the day that I plan that is the day that she is needing the most attention or there's something that's off with her. And I can't get that that goal or task done. It drives me up the wall. And in the beginning, it was very easy to get resentful toward her. I find that now I have a little more, a little more patience in understanding, okay, it's not going to get done today because obviously she needs me for something, don't know what, but that I think is still, is still a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah, most recent examples this week, I wasn't feeling very well um, earlier in the week, and I was taking care of Diana while not feeling very well, Uh, very little sleep, absolutely no energy, and I'm trying to uh, do anything with her, and I'm like, honey, please, can you you cooperate with daddy? (laughs) And she, she has no idea what's going on of course and so she's kind of looks at me when she knows something's off like what wait what's what's going on here did she pick up on that well not i don't think she ever picked up that i wasn't feeling good she she'd pick up that i was talking differently i think um and sometimes she can tell a tonal difference more than anything else and i think she picked up on that when i'm asking her but she doesn't have any idea what's going on but yeah definitely still need to work with patience i think it's i've gotten better at the definitely the day-to-day just in and out interaction but just i guess when the it's beyond the normal interaction it's where i still need to work on it um when something's happening uh beyond just a normal day-to-day with her that that's where i still need to get the extra patience so like if your equivalent of, of whatever when, planning to do well, the laundry say, is say when I, it's why I don't do a whole lot of plans when I'm watching her. But when, when she does something or acts like I, she does something unexpected and makes a mess, pull something down, break something. Um, or when I'm just, yeah, I was feeling like garbage and trying to just do the most basic things with her, you know, just a tad bit more patience with there. Yeah, another thing um, next to patience is self-identity or rather self-worth, I think is a better description. Um, I've been working on this parenting book with a group of moms that I know from church. And one of their topics was uh, about where do you find your worth or where do you find your identity? And in the beginning, I noticed it was really easy to define who I was by my parenting. In other words... If something wasn't going right, um, for example, like her 
sleep routine. Since that wasn't going right, I I saw that as a um it's kind of like a hit on my identity, a hit on my self-worth because oh, clearly my parenting is garbage and therefore my value is is not what I thought. And I think there's I think there's some merit to having cuz I mean, a parent is part of your identity once you have a kid, but should it be where you get all of your self-worth from? No. No, I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, I think it's that's a fundamental flaw with pretty much anything. If you make any one thing or activity your entire life and personality, you're probably going to have problems with that. Because uh, another thing I have to remember too is is that and this this book was good in rem- reminding me of that is that you're parenting other humans, humans that are flawed. Well. Except for my parents, they parented me, and I'm just perfect. In every yeah, you way. you can keep telling yourself that all you want. I have your mother's number; I can confirm that. And she would just tell you I was perfect little angel. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so stay tuned. Um, <laughs> no, I think remembering that you're also parenting humans who will fail, who will make mistakes, who are also flawed, and putting your your self worth into another human being like that is is not going to bode well well this price be a nice segue into your next point but i'll say it's your self-worth in parenting but also your self-worth of parenting especially in relation to the your spouse or your co-parent if we're going to use the politically correct term because it seems like a lot of times we've shoot this morning about yesterday we were talking about this i didn't feel like i was doing anything worth doing yesterday i was putting way too much on sarah yesterday um and she was saying the same thing so we're constantly apologizing back and forth to each other about oh i'm so sorry that you're doing this and i was like well i'm not doing i didn't have to do anything you were the one that was doing all this work and i think some of that is when you're not the whole fulfillment through this whole parenting thing, you're not really getting fulfillment. So you don't think you're investing enough into it. Um, Cause yesterday as we said, I mentioned I was sick earlier in the week. Sarah was sick yesterday morning and I had the brilliant idea to go for a very long hike yesterday morning, um, a ruck, ruck march for any army folks. Um, and so I was just feeling absolutely drained all day. So I couldn't feel like I, I was, you know, been able to have the energy to do the full, daddy duty responsibilities and sarah was still trying to get over being sick and so we were both kind of just bouncing it back and forth and that probably enabled us to get through the day but didn't really feel like i was i was contributing and then this morning she said the same thing yeah and honestly and when i mean sick we we were fighting some kind of virus that was like had some GI stuff and then mostly and then a fever and stuff. But Diana did get the fever part. Um, and that's a, very much what I had as well. And so there was a lot of downtime and I felt like I couldn't do a whole lot of the parenting either because when you're running a fever like that, your, your body kind of takes over and is like, yeah, no, you're not doing anything. Sorry. Um, now granted you can override some of that because, Hey, by the way, you're still a parent. There are no sick days. <laughs> you kind of just have to, roll with it and do what you can. Um, but I think it boiled down to uh, 
you said fulfillment. Were we looking for fulfillment in feeling like we were carrying well, our own weight? Well, I'd say exactly. It's just to feel like you're 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 doing what you need to do, and you're you're not being a burden on anybody else. And you're not pushing off. Yeah, your your weight, your responsibilities on someone else. And when you don't feel like you're meeting those expectations. At least I always feel let down when I don't when I don't think I've done what I was supposed to do. I feel like I've let other people down and I don't like that because, um, yeah, that that harms my my picture of self-worth. I think a lot of people struggle with that, though. Um, and I think that very much goes back to uh, the idea that we're not mind readers. Mm-hmm. Just because we have a certain expectation in our own head does not necessarily mean that's what the other person's thinking which I'm guilty of that as well. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, you're right. That does go, that's a segue into my next, my next topic of um, things that still need work. Um, and that was very much learning to prioritize our marriage. Um, because let's face it, when you have a kid, priorities change big time. What typically would come easy for us to connect um, kind of just went by the wayside. More so on my end, I think, than yours. Uh, Because moms, let's be honest here. (laughs) When we go through that big of a hormonal change and like our family dynamic completely shifts and we have this incredible weight on our shoulders of being a parent, a spouse, partner, housekeeper, and if you work outside the home like I do, bringing in income, it's... It's a lot. And women, you can say what you want, but the mind of a woman, all of that runs together. All that combines, all of it is related. And at the end of the day, at least for me, laying all that aside to fully engage into my partner is extremely difficult. Now, uh, I'm not just talking, um, I'm not just talking sex here. I'm talking just connecting with your significant other, your partner on a regular basis. It was be, easy. Be, being awake. Yeah. They get <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> because if, and yeah, because you worked evenings, you still work evenings, but there for a while, it was like, a high and buy in the morning because mm-hmm. I would go to work mm-hmm. in the morning. Maybe a high and good night. Mm-hmm. But there for a while, it wasn't even that because I would just go straight to bed the minute oh, hey, baby you're, went you're, to bed. You're home. Okay, good night. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. How are you doing? Oh, okay, great. But, yeah, that was, it was like you, you saw me coming home as your permission to go to bed. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so there is, there's a rebuilding period. Um, I wish I could have handled that a little bit better, but it it was unfamiliar territory for me. I really, I really struggled trying to figure it out and it's gotten, it's improved. Is it where I want it to be? No, but it's, it's something that I probably should write like on the bathroom mirror and read it every day. But I remember from our premarital counseling, 
both the people that did our counseling were a married couple and they they emphasize the importance of when you're raising a family to keep keep your marriage top priority because as long as that foundation is there the kids will be fine so going back to that and really remembering that uh we have to we have to make each other a priority um not just for the sake of our marriage and our household but for the sake of our daughter mm-hmm she needs that stability. So I'm trying to think what was some of the best ways we, we've been trying to work on probably oh, maybe communicating more, mm-hmm. relying less on the whole read my mind thing. Yeah. Just talking about what we're expecting, what we need. I mean, it's, yeah, very much a work in progress. So we're still not, I would say, In any any position to say, hey, this is this is what works, because we're still trying to figure that out. Yeah, and I think it's definitely not one of those where you can just flip on a switch and oh, now it no. works. Um, you definitely need to be gracious to yourselves and don't stop. I mean, you have to figure something out, try something for a while, and if it just doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, I think we've also done a pretty good job. Now, some people I've heard will, they force themselves to do weekly date night type things, which, you know, that's awesome. I'm glad (laughs) that works for you. We don't, we aren't in a place to do that, (laughs) but I think we do a good job of at least trying to do something at home after she goes to bed, whether that's we, we hold off having dinner until after she goes to bed and then we have Mm -hmm. dinner together we catch up on each other's day. We, or we'll, you know, we'll watch some stupid show for a little bit before we go to bed. And I think that's helping us reconnect. Um, now that I'm not breastfeeding and I'm like freaking tired all the time, I feel like I can stay up a little bit later. I'm failing more so than I'd like, but, um, and by a little bit later, she means like five to like 10, five minutes to 10 minutes later than she was before. Maybe hey, sometimes st- that's still better than it was. If you round up. Cause there for a while, I was just complete zombie mode. Um, I mean, after about nine 30, you're generally in complete zombie. I mode. mean, this is true, which is about how late it is right now, but yeah, I expect you, you will be asleep probably within it. 20 minutes. Well, I hope you're you can carry on a podcast then. All right, folks. Today we will be talking about the history of the Roman Empire. <laughs> oh, good grief. Nah, I'll I'll spare them that. Probably a good thing. I'll stay awake for for the rest of it, but anywho. <laughs> so yeah, um learning to prioritize our our marriage is still is still a work in progress. Um, better than it was a year ago, obviously, but I think most things are better than they were a year ago. <laughs> so if I could go back and like a year ago and tell myself any of this stuff prior, um, I would tell myself, uh, you should express your needs more because I feel like I did, I feel like I did a good job of making sure that all of baby's needs were met. Um, trying to make sure household needs were met and caregiving was met, husband's needs, that kind of thing. But I did not know how to express my own 
And honestly, I wasn't even sure what my needs were. Like I was talking to another mom about that. And it's like, when you're that sleep deprived and you're in the throes of like postnatal uh, mental disorders, you can't, you can't hardly put two and two together on just about anything. But especially when it comes to your own personal needs. Like, I don't know if you noticed that when you were when you were trying to care for her, anything that anything that you would think you would need mm-hmm. just hits the back burner and doesn't become an it doesn't become a priority. Well the way I always looked at it, the way I still look at it really is hey, can you take care of her? I can take care of me. I just need the time and the extra three brain cells to do so. Like I, I, I don't necessarily even know what I need done, but I can do, I know I can do it. I just, I need to have the time to do so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would go even further than that though. Cause what was going on in my head, I'm talking basic needs of food, hydration, um, going to the bathroom, things of that nature completely hit the back burner. Like I could not keep track of when I ate last, when I would, okay, when's the last time I've had a drink of water? I couldn't keep track of any of that. Yeah. I was never that bad, but I also was working full time the entire time. So I had the separation from her and the separation from here, whereas you didn't. You were just 24-7 attached to her, essentially, and never had anything to separate to give you any sense of time and schedule other than her. Yeah, yeah. So I would go back and be like, no, no, you need to be vocal about your needs, too. There are There are ways to get your needs fulfilled, whether you think that's true or not. Um, so that's the first one. The next one kind of leads into that of, I would have accepted more help. I had such a hard time asking for help. I don't know how, how you were on that front, but, um, even when one of our moms were here, Mm -hmm. like I would feel like garbage asking them to be like, can you take this screaming thing so I can (laughs) go to the bathroom? But you know, that's, that's exactly what they were here for. And they even said so. But there was just that, oh, that was that nagging feeling in the back of my head that was like, you're inconveniencing them. So don't, don't, be, don't do that. And that just sounds so dumb now because that was the whole point. <laughs> but even, even when you would offer mm-hmm. to help, I would feel bad taking it because it was just like, oh, well, I'm inconveniencing them. Well, guess what? <laughs> you're already inconveniencing someone for the simple fact that you're not taking care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself as the mom, you're going to inconvenience a lot more people even further because what happens if if you if you can't you can't get out of bed or you're so dehydrated or you're so malnourished that you have to be hospitalized. Guess who's going to be yep. taking care of that kid? It ain't going to be you. So yeah. Accept the help as hard as it is to accept it when it's offered. Um, any thoughts on that one? No, no, thank you. Got it right there. 
There were even like moms from our church that would contact me and be willing to help. And that was like a no for me. Mm -hmm. And now that I look back on it, I'm just like, you idiot. (laughs) You would have had so many more connections made Mm -hmm. and so many more opportunities to have allowed yourself to heal quicker. But you know, hindsight's 2020. What are you going to do? But, and then the last thing, and this was another big one too, was that if I could go back last year and tell myself this one thing, it'd be parenting. It's on the job training. Yeah. Yeah. There is no manual. Yeah, there's books that are written, but there is no user manual that comes with these kids to tell you all the things, line you out for anything that's going to happen and give you kind of a resource to look up something. No, that's just, that's not how it is. Um, And other people may have told me that, but again, it goes back to anything else. You can't hear it at the time or you don't want to hear it at the time. So... But yeah, I've definitely made that conclusion of. Well, I'm thinking there's definite. You learn as you go. Argument to be made that it's one of those cases where you don't know what you don't know. So you don't even know what questions to ask, what uh, training you need until you're experiencing this and you go, uh, okay. So I, yeah, it's just, it's really hard to play catch up, I guess, um, while you're trying to take care of this, you know, screaming, smelly, red, angry little human you now have to deal with. Well, and then it doesn't help. There is so much pressure to get it right out of the gate. Oh, yeah. To immediately know what you're doing. That's the expectation, I feel like. So, yeah, I'm extending more grace to myself now than I was a year ago, but if I could have gone back and told myself that I was doing a good job last year and that I just need to hang on because I'm going, this is eventually going to kick in for me. I'm going to understand it. Uh, Do I feel like I know what I'm doing most of the time? Not really, but (laughs) I haven't killed her yet. So I must be doing something right. Yeah. You're not going to know everything up front, but you will adapt to it. And that was another cool thing. I was talking to another another parent uh, about the podcast, and they were asking me, hey, you know, what does the postpartum wow, like what's the definition of that? And I said, well, I, I typically describe it as the wow moment of when you come to the realization that parenting is hard, that parenting is not something you ever expected, and you're like, holy shit, this is my life now. And while they agreed that that's a good definition of a postpartum wow, (laughs) the way they saw it was the moment of when they discovered that, oh, I can do this. Yes, it's hard. Yes, there's a steep learning curve, but it's that moment of they have some of their confidence back and they feel like they can do this now. And I thought that's... That's a good point, too. I don't hate either one of those definitions, but I would say I've I've hit that part of the postpartum wow of like, okay, some of my confidence is back. I feel like 
with the routine that we've established with her and that she's doing very well, just in every aspect, that I feel like I know what I'm doing now. Or at least I have a better grasp, a better idea. Yeah, I'd say I don't feel like I know what I'm doing, but I feel like I can figure out what I need to do. It's not the overwhelming, okay, I have no clue what I'm doing at all times and in all things. It's a, oh, hey, this is different. Okay, well, I know how to do X. I know how to do Y. So I guess Z shouldn't be that much different. And then you kind of stumble through it. Which, yeah, is a huge change from those first few months where you just, oh. Well, and it, uh, she's getting to that age too now where it's like, Okay, if if this particular method isn't working, wait a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she's also getting to the part where she's giving you feedback that isn't just screaming in your face because oh no, she doesn't like exactly what you're doing. She's she's figuring out how to ask for things specifically and doing everything else, which is probably the most fun part of this is that watching her grow and change like this. But it yeah, just Go to show you from the, I've got a picture from early on where she's just sitting there screaming. I think I mentioned that last time um, while I'm holding her. And it's like, okay, that was how she was communicating her discomfort then. And now she, you know, still occasionally screams, but mostly now she'll, she'll try to communicate in other ways. And just shows that even she's, she's figuring out how to uh, do this whole growing up thing, which is a good addendum to us trying to figure out how to do this whole parenting thing which oh man this is such a trip because you can you can see her intelligence you can see her personality start to come through and what her preferences are and what's funny is that this girl <laughs> i'm sure every parent says this but i feel like she is way too smart for her own good um she's picked up on a lot a lot at this point and it's cool it's it's really it really is neat to see that's the neat part of parenting but you mentioned the feedback i think this is another part of parenting too that is is helping is the fact that us as humans we're meant to we're meant to be relational with each other we're meant to have relationships she's able to reciprocate some of that like we're in the beginning, you're pouring so much of yourself into this human. And so it's a one-sided relationship. Well, I don't know too many people who can be in a one-sided relationship for very long without it going haywire. Yeah. It's just not healthy. And at this point, because she is older and she is starting to communicate and kind of dip, not dip in, but to return some of that, of what we pour into her, I think is helping quite a bit with establishing our relationship with her as her parents. But I think also with us, you and me, and that, oh, we didn't make such a horrible mistake in having a baby. <laughs> yeah, just getting some feedback in little ways, like just when I go downstairs to 
my my room in the house and we don't go down there a whole lot so she always smiles she goes down there she always knows there's something new and exciting she can get in trouble for playing with um or some mess to make and yeah just get getting some feedback or show or something or play some music for her that i like and she reacts positively to that and just give you that that bit of positive feedback on things or when I, here recently we had some uh, freeze-dried fruit in a bag on the coffee table by her uh, playpen and she'd realize it was there and then she'd pick it up and kind of look at me and kind of push the bag like hey 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 dummy I, I i want some of these and so i was like okay and then we worked at a system where i pull out a couple for her and she would be fine with that and she wouldn't ask for more and she wouldn't make a big deal of it but she got a couple and so just that level of communication is how basic it is is really nice and the love that she's yes. returning she she shows you that she's happy to be with you now she very much i see it but she very much loves her daddy loves it when he shows her any kind of attention and that's another thing <laughs> she's also discovered what the word no means Boy, howdy. Oh, and she my. does not like it. No, she does not. Um, she cries. You can tell her little feelings get hurt, especially when daddy tells her no. No. Yeah. Well, yesterday, um, after my probably too long hike, uh, had sweated enough water weight away that actually my wedding ring was having a hard time staying on. So it kind of fell off my finger while I was sitting in the playpen with her and I was just like oh see and, and showed it to her and see circle and she looked at it for a second and then immediately tried to put it in her mouth and I had to say no 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 stop and she just looked at me right. like but 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 why not and oh. <laughs> she can tell she got feelings hurt and she didn't think we didn't start crying or anything it was like no not not in the mouth honey yeah so little you things like that, that where it's it's obvious that she loves us as her parents and she gets sad when when we're disappointed. So, um, but, you know, seeing her smile when you enter a room, that's gratifying. Um, when either one of us have, mostly me, but like when I've been at work most of the day and I come home and she's excited to see me, that's, yeah, that's, that's neat to see. Um, and then like if you've been gone for a while or something and you enter the room and she gets all excited and happy and you can't tell me that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't make you smile yeah it is nice it's too bad i don't get to see that a whole lot because i'm all she's always in bed by the time i'm home from work but oh well yeah but you get her up in the mornings and she's happy because you, you know you're gonna feed her <laughs> yeah that's true oh but yeah, that's we're finally at that point where we're not hating our lives. Um, we're not dreading waking up every day, at least not to the extent we were this time last year. Um, there's still a lot of things we got to work on, and it's not it's certainly not perfect. But like I said, I think we are finally to the point where we feel like we didn't make the biggest mistake of our lives. <laughs> Um, and that's probably like I was going to talk about some of the the coping coping methods that we have now, and that's probably the big one is trying my best to remember what life was like a year ago and remembering how far we've come, and that 
<laughs> we got through the hard shit. So clearly we're capable, more capable than we think we are. Um, so that's a big one. Um, I still say another coping method, mechanism, whatever you want to call it, is the fact that I do work outside the home and I do have some of those hours to not, to not parent. Now, well, I wouldn't say that because I'm still technically parenting, but it's, I guess, a break. It's a mental break away from parenting and thinking about something else. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's what I said working for me was all along. It gave me a time that I could disengage, disconnect, and not have to be daddy full time, but could just work and do something else. So if I remember anything from the first few months, it probably would be work related more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, and vice versa, at least for me now, where. If I if I've had a, a rough day at work and I need to decompress or something and <laughs> I'll take a few minutes to do that before I walk in the house because it's like I can't I can't just show up in the house carrying all that because I still need to parent. Um, but that isn't that's an excellent way for me to be like, OK, I've, I need to check that part out for the day and tune into to the parenting needs. Um, so that's helpful. Uh, what's another one? We still go for walks, not every day, but st still pretty frequently. Um, and I think she still very much enjoys that. I try to make a point to not, if we're going for a walk, just to strictly do the walk like there for a while I was trying to like oh take a couple of toys or like I'd have my my phone on just in case she wanted to watch a YouTube video or something like that no I've stopped all that I've had like I still have the one toy that's like attached to her stroller or whatever but I'm of the opinion if we're gonna go outside then let's use that as a way to disconnect and be outside um and you still do that with your rucks on a weekly basis um, would you agree that's still defined as a coping oh, definitely. method? Uh, another big one for me, too, that I wasn't really doing last year was uh, I do meet on a weekly basis with other moms. Um, and I do. It's a mom's group. So some of them have kids and they'll bring them. And so that gives Diana a chance to play and interact with them. And then me a chance to converse with the other moms. And that's been helpful. Um very much enjoy that um made connections there that i think are proving helpful but yeah still trying to find uh ways to do self-care on a regular basis and what i mean self-care i mean the most basic of that like showering um uh using like lavender lotion or something like that just to just just to kind of keep stress low or something of that nature but um yeah just little things like that to do around the house when she's like taking a nap or something and uh just recently in fact today we um i got her her first coloring book and these big jumbo size crayons and 
I was showing her, okay, this is the concept of coloring. Now, did she get it? No, all she could, should, all she paid attention to was the fact, oh, there's these big crayon thingies and I can pick them up and they're different colors and, you know, things that a child of her age would, would do when they're first learning. And that made sense. But believe it or not, that was a way to check out for a second. At least it was for me. I could, oh, here's a coloring page. Oh, so we can pick this color and work on that for a little bit, or we can pick this color. And of course, the entire time I'm sitting there coloring, she's just playing with the crayons. And I'm like, this is a good first step. Because I did like coloring when I was a kid. And I'm kind of hoping that she'll get into that so we can do that together. But um, so yeah, coping, coping methods change too. But sometimes they'll, they'll be the same methods. They just may look a little different a year later. Um, any others that you can think of? No. So just carry on. Every now and then we'll try to think of, we'll try to think of ways that, uh, one of us can disconnect like on a weekend or something. Like if, if I wanted to go spend some time with a friend or, um, you wanted to go to like a, a gun shop or something, or just have an afternoon to yourself and do whatever we will try to arrange for that. I think we're still trying to communicate when we need that <laughs> before we boil over, but that's another work in progress. So. Yeah. That's, that's something we're definitely still, I know I need to work on that a lot more. Yeah. I think I've, I've gotten better at recognizing when I'm starting to hit that point. It took a good minute to figure out, but, um, yeah, really need to, to do my due diligence of communicating that, hey, I'm not there yet, but I feel I'm approaching it and I'm going to schedule some time to go be by myself. So, um, so and then the big, oh my goodness, the big final question. We have been asked this already, which seems insane to me, but We've been asked, will we have another baby? At this point, I just tell people, we we don't know. <laughs> we can't decide that right now. I'm still very much team one and done, uh, but I can't make that call yet. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, what, you don't believe me? <laughs> I think you would love to make that call right now, but you won't because I don't agree with the call you would make. Mm -hmm. So would you say you're on the fence? No. I would say, yeah, I'd like another, another kiddo at some point. I'm not saying it has to be tomorrow. Ideally would not be. But yeah, another one, definitely. Yeah, see, that's... I Although, to be to be fair... I do feel a little better knowing that you would be on board with a second one. Um, even after that, the whole, the whole experience that we had <laughs> with her. <laughs> See, I'm still reeling from all of that. I'm still like, uh-uh, there is no way in hell am I going through all of that again. But it's still very, a very fresh wound to me. I think you've, you've had... I don't know if it's more opportunity or better opportunity or what, but 
I think you've just been compartmentalized, put away, and yeah. will be dealt with if and when required. You've moved on. Me, on the other hand, not so much. That's going to take more time. So I'll answer that same question the way I've been answering for everybody else. We don't know. We don't know. And we can't make that call right now. We just know that life's better than it was a year ago. And we're going to going to roll with that so but anywho those were those were the one year postpartum thoughts that i had um anything you wanted to add before we close up shop nope okie doke yeah and so the month hiatus thing that stemmed from a couple of things but the big one was probably the fact that uh the current social media platform that i have to talk about each episode has decided to shadow ban me um for what particular reason i'm not sure but uh it was kind of discouraging and kind of put a bad taste in my mouth on the whole concept but decided that was not the right the right way to handle it. So um still producing content, still gonna release the content that I have stored up. I may just be going about it, at least the social media aspect a little bit differently. So stay tuned for that. If um, you do listen to these and like like the content, I know every YouTuber internet creator ever says says this stuff, but seriously, like, comment, share, etc. If they're shadow banning because they don't want the content, okay, we can't do anything about that. If they're if the algorithm gods are hating us because it's new and it's different and therefore it's not cool and they're not going to put it up in people's feeds, the only way to counter that is to get more interaction. Yeah, and that's I, I will say, like Apple Podcast, Spotify, those guys, they're not shadow banning me. My stuff is out there. It's not being filtered or anything of that nature it's just the social media aspect so um but yeah i'll post about that and have a little bit more information in the show notes on how i'm going to move forward with that but content is still going to get created i'm of the opinion the people that need to hear it will hear it one way or another regardless of the social media tyrants out there so thanks again for listening you all um Appreciate you hanging on and sticking with me. So until next time, um, hope your hope your Mother's Day was special and that you did something nice for yourself. And we'll chat with you guys soon. Have a good Mother's Day. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Postpartum Wow. If you like what you heard and you'd like to support this podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe and follow me on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow me on my Facebook page at The Postpartum Wow. This way you'll be notified when new episodes are dropped every other Tuesday. Feel free to also leave a review sharing what you liked best, and this will help other listeners know what to expect when checking out this podcast. Until next time, friends, may your messy buns be on point and your coffee stay warm. 